Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. Congress is coming back this week and next from its August recess, and it's gearing up to be a busy September and rest of the year in the energy and climate world. So today, I chat with Politico's James Baikalis and Kelsey Tamburino about the upcoming legislative and regulatory priorities for the fall, along with the tricky and sometimes contentious politics behind these issues. It's Tuesday, September 5th. So as Congress returns after their August recess, the most pressing matter is to fund the government beyond September 30th. The appropriations fight has already been contentious over the course of this summer, especially in the House, where Republicans are trying to use the spending bills to strip billions of dollars out of the Biden administration's clean energy programs and also advance some of their own priorities like oil and gas leasing as part of the spending bills. Those appropriations bills made it to the House floor on party lines. In the Senate, there's been a little bit more agreement as they've sent their spending bills to the floor with bipartisan support. However, neither chamber has passed any of those bills. So that's what we'll likely see in the next couple weeks is a fight over those bills on the House and Senate floor. That'll tee up a fight between the two chambers. The most likely outcome is that there will be a continuing resolution to keep the government open through the end of the year and give lawmakers some more time to smooth out those differences. The White House is already gearing up for that, and they've handed lawmakers a list of anomalies that need extra funding. Okay, so that's a busy September, but it's also only the beginning of the end of 2023. So what are we kind of expecting lawmakers to try and push to the finish line before the year is over? Yeah, I think the big topic that I'm watching is permitting reform. I know our listeners, that's been something we've been tracking for a while. It remains a focus on the Hill before lawmakers left for recess. And when they return, I think we can expect a focus on that. Both parties still remain separate on how that the path forward, what that would look like. Democrats supporting reforms on transmission, but still have concerns of Republicans push on judiciary reforms and the streamlining approval of fossil fuel projects. So there's still much to be done there. I think as we get into the new year's action on that becomes more difficult in an election year. So I think there's definitely going to be a focus to get something done on that. It remains to be seen what that's going to look like and if lawmakers can come to the table and agree on reform there. Right. So it sounds like some of the permitting stuff and some of those priorities might be a little bit difficult to push through or maybe even a bit contentious. I'm wondering if there are any issues to expect this fall that could actually see bipartisan support. It seems that one issue that lawmakers might be able to come together on is extreme weather and disaster relief. It's been a pretty brutal August with fires and hurricanes. The White House is asking for an extra billions of dollars to help the communities that have been devastated by these disasters. And that includes in Florida, which was just hit by a hurricane last week, where lawmakers from the state are calling for that additional disaster relief funding. 
The other issue that might garner some bipartisan agreement is the farm bill, which has to be reauthorized this fall. However, that's definitely no guarantee as the farm bill is certain to have some climate fights of its own. And so we're probably heading towards an extension of the farm bill through at least the end of the year to give lawmakers some time to work out their differences on that one as well. One other piece that I've kind of been tracking is there also seems to be some bipartisan support on nuclear power. Nuclear energy is kind of having a moment on Capitol Hill, and there are two major bills related to that resource that could potentially see a little bit of action. One bill, the Advance Act on the Senate side, and kind of a pairing in the House that's a little bit different, but both are kind of really focused on reforming the Nuclear Regulatory Commission and basically making it a more efficient agency so that when we start to really see more advanced nuclear licenses come through, then that agency can be approving those at a certainly at a faster pace than they than they are now, of course, keeping safety and, and all of that in mind. And then the other piece of legislation on nuclear is around the fuel supply chain. HALU has been a huge issue in the past couple of years, especially given the Russian war in Ukraine and much of the world, much of the U.S. relies on Russia and Russian allied countries for HALU, which is a fuel that is critical to nuclear reactors. So I think that'll be a big priority as well. And, you know, we've mostly been focused on the goings on in Congress, but federal agencies also have a stacked plate at the end of this year. There's the small matter of implementing the largest climate bill in history, the Inflation Reduction Act. And so I'm wondering, Kelsey, what we can expect on the regulatory side. Yeah. So during the August recess, Treasury put out guidance on prevailing wage and apprenticeship under the IRA and that With that guidance, that kind of closed the first phase of implementation of IRA as Treasury has been defining it. And so we should see action kind of the next front coming in the months ahead. And I think there's a few looming pieces of guidance that folks are really tracking. The one that I think gets the most focus at this point is the Clean Hydrogen Production Tax Credit, which is pretty lucrative under the IRA. But there's a big fight between different interests on this and the clean energy side and the environmental side on the industry side over how the emissions accounting of the electrolyzers connected to the grid, how that should work. Treasury missed a deadline that they were supposed to put out initial guidance in August. And so from the sources that I've spoken to, folks expect something to come out this fall. There's also looming guidance on sustainable aviation fuel that might come out later this year, which ethanol proponents and and that industry has really been focused on for taking emissions out of the airline industry. On the clean energy side, another thing I'm tracking is just the next step in guidance that we've already seen come out. So domestic content and the provisions there is something that has really animated folks on the clean energy side with concerns of how Treasury has initially implemented that. And there's a lot of activation in hopes that Treasury could make that easier for folks to access. They say, as written right now, a lot of clean energy companies won't be able to use that bonus credit. I'm a little skeptical that Treasury will make changes there, given that the positioning has often been that these are bonus credits not meant to encourage new market entrants and really a truly a bonus. But, you know, that's definitely a fight that's been playing out. And there's a lot of different dynamics to track on that going forward. There's also looming guidance on foreign entity of concern when it comes to electric vehicles. And I expect that'll be really contentious as well when we see guidance from Treasury on that. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. 
Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.